You are listening to episode 128 of the Remind Yourself Podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself Podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs, and welcome back. As I'm recording this afternoon, I'm hearing cicadas out my window. To me, it is a sign that it is definitely still summer. Even though the kids have gone back to school, the weather is still hot, I would say delightful, and the cicadas are still buzzing, so we know that summer is still in session. I love back-to-school time because as a self-acclaimed nerd, I always loved going back to school, and I think it's a time for all of us mamas to not only like help our children get excited and go off for a wonderful year, but it's also a time to look at ourselves and say, hey, what do I want for myself in the next 9 to 12 months? I think it's a neat opportunity, even though we're not going back to school ourselves anymore, to think, hmm, if I was going back to school, number one, what would I love to learn? And number two, what kind of fun things, like activities, do I want to do? It's an opportunity for a start for yourself. So that's just something to consider. I love uh, thinking about it that way, that yes, it's fun for the kids to get back to school, but it's also a time for you to think about What am I loving about what's going on in my life and what may I want to do differently? And to make sure that you're taking time for yourself, right? We're so good at signing the kids up for activities, so on and so forth. But like, ask yourself, what is it that I want to do? Maybe it's a book club. Maybe it's joining my StressRx program. Maybe it's signing up for a 5K run with a friend. I don't know. But anyway, it's just the time of year that makes me think about what it is that we want that's coming next. Okay, so... Now that we've got the back to school, but yet it's still summer out of the way, I want to dig into a topic that I think is really, really helpful. Last week in my coaching program, we talked about strategies to complete the stress cycle because we, as physician women, deal with a lot of chronic, unrelenting stress, and we've never really been taught how to deal with it. So most of us just shove it down, come home have an evening that's busy, try to get some sleep, and then start again the next day. It's no wonder that we feel exhausted and we have a lot of compassion fatigue, right? Those are the tenets of burnout, which again, you've heard me say before, definitely it is a systems problem. And yet there are some things that we can do simply to feel better. So while I would say that the mainstay of the coaching that I work with people on is mindset-based because I help you simply gain control of what you can truly control, which is how we're thinking and feeling about a particular situation. We spend so much time to try to control our situation, everything around us, and it often exhausts us. So coaching brought me finally the peace and the calm that I was looking for much more simply. That's exactly what I do when I'm working with clients is help them understand, hey, what's our brain doing on default? And do I want to be more deliberate about it? And yet, 
There is definitely more to coaching and more to feeling better than just mindset. When we're feeling really stressed, your brain often goes offline and it's hard to think straight, particularly when we are in sympathetic overload, which again, many of us in medicine are running around in a constant state of high stress and our body is very, what I call adrenalized and our sympathetic nervous system is running on high and we're often in a fright or flight or freeze mode, right? And so it's hard to think straight and be real deliberate with our thinking when that's going on. So I teach everybody that I work with strategies to help us calm our nervous system, right? To get out of the sympathetic nervous system back into the parasympathetic nervous system where our body feels safe and we can actually use our mind and our prefrontal cortex to make good decisions, and to feel more in control. Because again, evolutionarily, it makes sense. When there is a threat, for example, a tiger chasing you, you are not going to be thinking. You just run, right? It's that flight response. And your brain doesn't think, it just goes. A lot of us are living our life very reactively because of this. And so in order to tap into the amazing potential of your brain and to use the tools I teach in coaching, it's really important to also understand where are you on the regular, on the stress scale. So this is what we talked about in our group the other night. So from zero to 10, well, probably not zero. Zero may mean that you're no longer (laughs) earthbound. But from one to 10 on the stress scale, you know, one to three is being very calm, being very present. And then 10 on the opposite side is maybe yelling and slamming cupboards and feeling much more out of control. So if that's the spectrum, number one, what kind of symptoms do you have when you're on different sides of the spectrum? And number two, where do you run on the regular? right? So we talked about creating our own stress scale so we could understand where we are and then we learn tools to help mitigate the stress. Stress isn't all bad. It's just a matter of knowing where we are and we learn tools to decrease it, right? If we didn't have stress, we would probably just like lay around all the time. A little bit of stress gets us motivated But again, many of us in medicine are running on such a high level of stress and such high levels of cortisol, it is literally affecting our bodies. People get sick, people feel depleted and exhausted because they haven't learned tools or they don't use them on the regular to help complete the stress cycle. And this is something that I've talked about in a previous episode when I talked about burnout completing the stress cycle. It is a book by the Nagoski sisters. And we delve into that and I help my clients create a chill the F out strategy. Because it is not a one size fits all, the things that will help you relieve stress. We have chronic stress every day. So we need to figure out a way to help complete the stress cycle regularly. You know, the 30-minute walk with your girlfriend on the weekend, while that's delightful, isn't going to be enough to complete the stress cycle of all the accumulated stress of the week. And in fact, many of us have such years of accumulated stress that it's going to take time to kind of get back to baseline. And yet, even when we have accumulated stress, we can start to realize that maybe we come home from work and we're feeling like an eight on the stress scale. 
And then we go for a 30-minute walk and we do one round of four, seven, eight breathing before we go to bed. And all of a sudden now we're down to, you know, a three or four on the stress scale. It's going to be different for all of you. So this is the sort of work that I love to do with people is to investigate what's right for me. I will briefly mention some of the tools that the Nagoski sisters talk about. If you'd like to learn more about it, number one, go back and listen to the episode entitled Burnout, Completing the Stress Cycle. And number two, click on the link in the show notes and come join my free virtual book club where we're going to be talking about this book. But I will just share a few of the basic tips. You may have something different that works for you. It doesn't mean it's not right. You've just figured out a different way. And it also doesn't mean that you need to do all of these things every day. It's sort of a buffet and you get to choose what is right for you. And you also get to experiment. Hey, what helps me get my stress down most readily? And also, on particularly busy weeks, what is the simplest way that I can make sure I get this done and not have it feel like it's a big thing on my to-do list? Okay, so number one, movement is helpful. So again, we all know that physical activity is awesome and helps us relieve stress. If you like to do it on the regular, by golly, keep at it. Way to go. It can be as simple as standing up in the middle of your day and doing jumping jacks, or perhaps even progressive relaxation technique while you're lying in bed before sleep. Anything to get your body moving helps your body realize, hey, we're relieving the stress, we're getting rid of some cortisol, and now I'm safe and I can calm down. That is often the most effective way, and yet I've worked with many people that say, you know, I just don't love to exercise, or I really find it hard to find 30 minutes a day great, but it's available for you to use as a wonderful tool. I know I find it to be particularly helpful. And if I'm not getting my sweat out regularly, then I often turn to crying, which is actually another thing, right? I always joke, I have to get my salt water out some way. It's either going to get sweated out or it's going to maybe come out in tears. Because when I get really frustrated and overwhelmed, that is something that my body does naturally, which actually is one of the second ways that you can relieve your stress. When you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, if you have a good old cry, that does also relieve the stress, helps complete the stress cycle. Number three, maybe a little bit more fun, is laughter. Another great way to reduce the stress cycle. So funny jokes from your kids, funny memes that you share with your friends, watching a comedy on a Friday night. All of those things are not only fun and delightful, but they also help complete the stress cycle. The next thing is social connection. So being together with community, with friends, with family, that can help you feel safe and connected. Related to that is the next thing, and that is affection. So again, I believe in consent, a 20-second hug, because if you go into your teenager and just hold on to them, they may think you're crazy. So let them know, hey, this is good for you. This is good for me. It helps us complete our stress cycle. A 20-second hug, oxytocin is released. We start to feel safe and calm. A six-second kiss similarly helps relieve the stress. And finally, just, you know, even petting an animal. So if you have a cat or a dog, it's no wonder that people when they're feeling stressed, you know, invite their kitty up onto their lap and snuggle with their cat because it helps relieve the stress. 
Creative expression is another way, whether it's with music or with art. I spoke to a client this morning and she said that music is really beneficial for her. And in fact, this fall, she's going to be learning to play a violin. So shout out to my client who understands that this is important for her and makes time for it. I also have many other clients who, you know, are coming back to piano, people learning to play the guitar for their first time, because not only is it fun, but it helps relieve the stress. Those are the big ones that I would have to say. I may be forgetting something, but I believe those are the main ways that the book talks about how to complete the stress scale. In my group, we work together and talk about what works, what doesn't work. Most importantly, we talk about what holds us back. Because coaching helps us really start to understand that anytime we do something or don't do something, it's because of something in our mind, right? A thought that's creating an emotion that's holding us back. So we all know that these things are helpful. This is not rocket science. What I love to ask people is, okay, great, you know this. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you taking the time daily, you know, at least maybe 30 minutes for you? Because we know this is so vital. Similarly, we also talk about how meeting our basic human needs is no longer an option just because in our training we were taught and trained to keep working when we're exhausted and with not enough sleep. We are now the adults in our life and we can make decisions and we can structure things so that it is not just something that's optional. I've talked about it many, many times that sleep is vital. Now I get it. Many of you listeners have little ones at home and you're laughing or rolling your eyes saying, this lady doesn't understand. No, I do. I had four young children at one time and I get it that sleep gets disrupted. And yet, it's also important for you to realize that some things can wait. If you're going to be disrupted throughout the night, maybe go to bed earlier. Maybe make sure that every now and then you have a plan with your partner so that you can get more sleep throughout the night. I get it that it's not always easy, but I hear time and again from so many women that they get their kids to bed and then they start, you know, an hour and a half or two of chores and finishing their charting and so then sleep gets pushed off. Sleep is vital, ladies and gentlemen. It is not optional. And then the other basic things, right? Movement, nourishing our body, love and connection and laughter. All of these things are very important, but I think a lot of us think like, oh yeah, I'll do that on the weekend. I'll do that when I'm on vacation. I'll do that when I'm retired. And I'm going to bring it back and say your life is going to be so much less stressful, so much more fulfilling, and so much less hurried, and you'll have so much more calm when you start to kind of flip the script, if you will. Look at your life and say, how can I meet my basic human needs? How can I incorporate my completing my stress cycle on the regular? And then finally, how can I add in this mindset work? As I'm saying this, I just thought of one more of the complete the stress cycle that's absolutely my favorite and can be done in the middle of the day super easily, and it's breathing. I've talked about it before, but three or four rounds of 4-7-A breathing, when you breathe in for four and hold for seven and out for eight and repeat that three or four times can be so calming. It brings you quickly into a parasympathetic state and helps you feel so much more at ease. So I talk about that nearly weekly in my group. And sometimes we start the group with some 478 breathing and we end the group. And I just love telling all the people 
in the world that it's a great way to start your day and a great way to end the day and you can drip it in as needed throughout the day. So my prescription for 478 breathing is BID and PRN. Okay, that is what I have for you today. So coaching is so beneficial. So many women's lives have gained much more control and calm because of it. And yet, while mindset is a big piece of it, there's more than mindset. And it's really important that we take that into account. Now, we as physicians counsel our patients daily about taking care of their bodies, getting sleep, eating nourishing food. And again and again, I see that my clients and women that I speak with think that it's optional for us. I'm going to remind you again that we too are human and we need to get adequate sleep, adequate nourishment, and we need to incorporate ways to complete our stress cycle, to become aware of where we are on the stress scale so that we can then gain control of our life and learn to use our mind deliberately in order to live a more calm and fulfilling life. All right, a little longer than normal today, ladies, but I had a lot of good information I wanted to share. Hop on into the show notes and sign up for the Burnout Book Club. There are more books coming in the fall as well, so sign up to that link if you're not already on my email list. And secondly, the next round of Stress Rx group coaching is starting in mid-October, so it's not too early to sign up, get on the wait list so you can be first to sign up. When I open the doors in the first week of October, if you would like to set up a 30-minute call to talk about it so I can answer your questions and see if it's right for you, please click in the show notes, sign up for a consultation, and we will have a chat. That's what I have for you ladies today. I look forward to chatting with you again next week. So until then, peace and love to all of you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.